0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: All right, here we go. Four o'clock. Welcome back inside. Gwen and Chris Crisello, Tony Gwen Jr. Matt Scraby on 97.3. The fan. Hope you enjoyed our countdown today. I know I did because Scraby messed up uh, the rules of golf. I did not. And, up the and rules people of golf. were all over him on Twitter <laughs> in a big hurry. And no way, Tiger Woods, ten eight is as much as you can win in match play. I, I just want to Gravy shout out. He said 9-8, which is definitely a rookie move rookie. for a guy that obviously just doesn't know golf as well as he thinks he does.
2: Uh, I want to shout out at Sully underscore SD. Uh, he thought that I was talking to him because he did tweet me, but he did it very nicely. I got a DM that was not very nice, Sully. And that's who I was talking Sully, to. Sully, let me I tell see. you,
3: man, uh, don't pay any attention to even if he was talking to you. You got the information right. And he needed to be uh, pushed in the he right needed direction. To be corrected. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, absolutely. That is what to be that is. That is why we love you guys. If so
1: much. you had made a mistake in football, hockey, something that you're not as you know well versed in, we'd understand. But We're golf, let that slide. That's inexplicable. This is you. We come to you for our golf information. Yeah, you're a golf guy. I got the win. How'd right, you like it <laughs> if like Jim Nance went, here, let's go to our expert, Matt Scraby, and you said, yes, Tiger Woods won his match play today, Jim, 9 8. That's the biggest score you can win by. Well, if, if it I, wasn't Scraby. You're was, misinforming everybody. Right. And
3: if, it, and if it wasn't Scraby on that end of it, Scraby would be upset about the guy getting that information wrong. I he would, would not be sitting at home he,
1: pounding the couch. He it's didn't win 8! You can win 10 pal! <laughs> I can see you right now, no. screaming and yelling. <laughs> you beside 100% yourself. You know what happened because this is what my brain
2: does. The wires crossed because nine and eight was the first time that had ever happened in the match play. So I, so I mixed it up and said that All nine. Right. Eight, blah 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 blah. Okay. Blah uh, dee, blah 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 blah. Let me throw another thing here at you from. Screaming. Okay, wait,
1: hold on, Chris. This is for everyone out there. I am an idiot. There you go. You were on that there you one. Go. Uh, here's another quick note from Scraby. If you've already played Chris versus the fans this week,
2: please recuse <laughs> Why yourself. Why are you doing
1: this? yourself from action today. Recuse myself. Recuse yourself from uh, action today. Re- okay. right. from yeah, action today. Uh, if you played, Scraby likes to try to keep it at once a week per contestant. So if you have already played Chris versus the fans this week, please step out of line. Um, and uh, it's all on the honor system, but we're just uh, throwing that out there. You can certainly play again next week. There are uh, phone lines open now at 833-288-0973 for a chance to qualify for the trip to Las Vegas and all that comes with it. And, uh, boy, I hope you wrote that down on my sheet somewhere, Scraby. Yes, you did. Two tickets to see our putty Sebastian Maniscalco. Our, putty. our buddy. Oh, okay. We Sorry. talk about him so often. I thought, you said, be I thought you said putty. I thought you said putty. Sebastian Maniscalco, he's uh, performing at the Encore Theater. You also get a one night stay at Wynn Las Vegas. 19 sold out shows in 2022. Netflix special, Is It Me? That's comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. And he's returning to the iconic Encore Theater at Wynn Las Vegas. Brand new residency March 3 and 4, also May 27 and 28. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Let's play ball. If you had one shot, one opportunity to
0: take down the human almanac himself. Howdy-do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize.
1: Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, it's be some rules, and uh way we we'll go.
2: Yes, the rules are you have to make it through three questions. Each question is going to get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get it wrong and Chris gets it right, you are eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. And we had a really great player yesterday can't remember their name, but.
1: We've <laughs> like had a lot of good players lately. I've noticed that. We've uh,
3: had a really good player. I can't remember his name. I can't remember. Man. I don't I know either. why. I'm pretty can't good
1: either. at remembering
2: that stuff, but I not today. That as well. Not today. Uh, all right,
3: Tony. You guys ready to roll? Yeah, we're ready. Let's get our first contestant on the show. Dennis, welcome to the show. Happy Friday, man. You've made it.
1: Happy Friday, boys.
3: Let's get to it. First question. Oh, I forgot
2: to say. I'm sorry. Your first time player... Please tell us before the first question. That's why I'm saying it. So if you are a first-time player and you tell us, we'll give you the first question for free just this time.
3: There it is. First-time player. It sounds like you are, Dennis. So let's slide to question number two. Jamarcus Russell was drafted first overall in 2007. What Lions player was drafted number two overall?
1: Was it Mike Williams?
3: Ooh, Mike Williams at a USC. Was his name Roy? Nope. No, that's a no, basketball player. Right. Sorry, sorry, that is incorrect.
1: Well, I think he's close, and I think he was probably trying to think of Calvin Johnson, but I mm. think it was Megatron.
2: Sorry, Dennis.
3: Was indeed. Sorry about sorry, that, Dennis. Yes, Mike Williams was like the. I think it was like one of our first collegiate guys. Who left school early, sat out the year, and then went to the draft the following year. Ah. It didn't did work out for him. he up going more. to Detroit? He ended up he going did. to Detroit, yeah. too. Just wanted, that was one of their many
1: failed draft choices, yes. if I remember. Yes.
3: All right. Uh, let's go to our next contestant, Matt. Welcome to the show. Happy Friday.
1: What's up, guys? Hey, Nothing man. Nothing
3: much, man. Here we go. First question. What is the normal play clock length in the NFL.
1: Forty seconds. Nice. Down, nice, nice, nice work. Not down. an easy one. Not an easy one at all. You know, because it used to be a big deal. They used to end the play they'd reset the clock. Now it all kind of just resets and goes along.
2: It does. It's a little different. That's if what you time watch does it. it goes along.
1: Yeah, all right. Ninety. <laughs> Ninety. Eight, nine, eight, oh, okay. Nine, eight. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Question number two.
3: Maybe getting in his bag today. Who won the Super Bowl MVP award when the Pittsburgh Steelers won in 2009?
2: Oh, man. Not Big Ben. Actually, it's it's, the linebacker Lloyd Lloyd McClendon. uh, Shoot, I can't think of his name. Hold on. That's Hold going on. Wait, to end your turn. Chris gets uh, it wrong. Antonio Holmes? Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Matt, thank you for playing. Oh, sorry The, ra- that, the
3: rabbit chasing wide receiver. He's the one who caught the last pass, right? Yes, in he the corner did. Of the end zone. twinkle yeah. toes in the corner. Uh, what a pass that pretty was, amazing. too. That whole game was great. It was you a good about game. about no window didn't, to
1: throw into.
3: Didn't uh, my man run like a 99-yard fumble was it, or was interception? James Harrison.
1: was No, it was an interception on the last play of the first half. He had to make it to the end zone because if There's they had dental, tackled yeah. him, the time Ta- would have run right, out. Right, right. And he he must have broke. I don't know how many he tackles. He broke Eleven. I know. I mean, it. he broke one from just about every player on the way down the field. He was the
3: strongest human being I've ever seen in my he life. Was a big either. Guy.
1: I've heard from people who
2: played against him that he was all bark and no bite. Well, he was all. Who, I wonder who said that. I've I've known uh, a, several. You, you NFL do know a couple linemen. of them, and yeah. they both said that, huh? Uh, one of them said that and then a, a New England Patriot who was with us when we were talking about this also said that. Yeah oh. well he
1: was all he was bite on that play.
2: Sorry I to say to the That's six otherwise. There's
1: probably a bunch of
3: people who think that that uh is inaccurate but I own. know,
2: I know, and I hope James Harrison didn't hear this, and then yeah, no. storms in the studio here. S- Matt some, Scraby
3: second. is the guy you're looking for, James. Just in case <laughs> we'll you did not We'll point hear. you in his
2: direction.
3: Jason <laughs> 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 is our next contestant. Jason, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. How's it going? It's going well, Pretty Jason. Good. Here we go. First question. This is a this is a tough first one. I must say. Who finished their career, I'm not even going to do you like that, I'm going to give you a different one. In 2010, (laughs) the Washington Nationals brought up a pitcher from the minor league team to debut on June 8th. He defeated the Pittsburgh Pirates with 14 strikeouts in his debut. Who was this pitcher? Talking
2: Nationals, I'm going to go Strasburg.
1: Osberg ready to go. <laughs> nice, job, nice, nice, work, nice job, Jason. Nice work, Jason. Very good. On uh, to question number two. That was a pretty good debut. 14 was, Ks. Yeah. He was
3: out there throwing smoke with a wiffle ball. <laughs> <laughs> we asked the last one, just so you know, in question two. In 2006, this team tied for the second best record in the NFL with their 13-3 record, but lost the Super Bowl. To the Indianapolis Colts, which team was this? It was Super Bowl XL one, too. By the way, I believe that's thirty (laughs) six.
1: I I lose track after a while.
3: I purposely
2: skipped that over. I was maybe
3: forty one. I was telling everybody that you uh, try
2: to get me with that all the time. I do. Yeah, it's fun. Jason, do you have a good? Do you have an answer? Um, is it the Bears? Look at you,
3: Jason. Dumbbers.
1: Nice work. Well done. 41. It's 41. Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman, uh if I recall, um what's the guy for the Bears, the Gra- uh, Devin Hester. Yeah, that's Return right. He yeah. Return- kickoff, a right. touchdown and then it went downhill Very there. boring Super Bowl. After All right,
3: next. Jason, here we go. Question number 3 chance to qualify. Who was the last USC player to be selected Numero Uno overall in the NFL draft?
2: Um, I'm gonna get the was it Reggie Bush?
3: Reggie Bush. Everybody thought he
2: was going to go number one overall. He ended up going two or three. Mario Williams was number one. Mario
1: Williams was number one. Chris? I was going to say O.J. Simpson, but I don't think it's been that long. Um,
2: The juice is loose?
1: I don't have another guess.
2: Whoa. Whoa, Jason backs his
1: way into the final and wins.
2: Wow. It's not O.J. It's not the juice. It is not the juice. It is Carson Palmer. Oh yeah. boy,
1: tough. Two thousand and three. Wow. Hang on, Jason. Nice work,
3: Jason. Hang on. Uh, you know Mr. I'm not good on
1: the draft. You can always yeah, sneak that's, one I, through me on the. You draft. know
3: we have it. You know the draft. Last draft we had. What was the NFL draft? Was in May. Yeah. A, 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 late it's, April maybe. That's usually the I mean, only time we even really draft ever comes up.
1: Yeah.
2: So I forgot that you don't even
1: remember who was picked in the draft number one this past year.
2: It was a defensive lineman, but I, I don't remember. For his the name. Jaguars, right? Yeah, Does yeah. He, he played? played in Georgia. Yeah. Don't don't remember. <laughs> don't <his> name, <laughs> I guess he'll play tomorrow night. Don't know his name, though. I
1: guess he'll
3: play tomorrow night. Yeah. Um all right. Um very good. Let's go ahead and get to break. Let's Chris do it. Chris the Fans in the can. We have the NFC preview, correct, right? Yes, yeah. we do. Yeah. yeah. Orgwin and Chris coming up. Here's some traffic. Four nineteen. On the dial, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Matt Scraby. Just got through a uh, Chris versus the fan. Was it Jason? With the nice victory. Yes. Backed into a, a, a qualification, but nevertheless, he's in.
2: I don't know if he would like for you to characterize it as a back I mean, end. he backed
1: in. He, he, he lost. got two questions, right?
3: He yeah. did, but he lost the championship game, and... Unfortunately, the forfeit had to happen for because <laughs> Chris couldn't get off with, uh, an answer.
1: So
2: <laughs> Chris guessed O.J. Simpson. That's the juice. Well, was he loose. was the first
1: overall pick out of USC. At he was. I was guessing. He just wasn't the last the category. One. Right? You did.
2: You did. All right. He
3: uh, yeah. was out there throwing smoke with a wiffle ball. <laughs> We asked the last one just so you know in question and 2. In 2006 this team tied for the second best record in the NFL with their 13 and 3 record, but lost the Super Bowl to the Indianapolis Colts. Which team was this? It was Super Bowl XL1, too, by the way. I believe that's 36? <laughs>
1: I, can't help I you lose that. track after a
3: while. I purposely skipped that over. I was maybe t- 41? I was telling everybody that you uh try to get me with that all the time. I do, yeah. It's fun.
2: Jason, do you have get do you have an answer?
1: Um, the Bears? Look at you, Jason. The Bears. Nice work. Well done. 41. It's 41. Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman uh if I recall um What's the guy for the Bears? The great, uh, Devin Hester. Yeah, that's, right. The returned, that's right. he the opening kickoff for a touchdown, and then it went downhill. Very there. boring Super Bowl. After All right,
3: that. Jason, here we go. Question number three, chance to qualify. Who was the last USC player to be selected numero uno overall in the NFL draft?
2: The,
3: was it Reggie Bush? Reggie Bush. Everybody
2: thought he was going to go number one overall. He ended up going two or yeah, three. Mario two. Williams was Mario number Williams one. Mario Williams went yeah. number one. Chris?
1: I was going to say OJ Simpson, but I don't think it's been that long. Um,
2: the juice is loose.
1: I don't have another guess. So. Whoa. Whoa Jason backs his way into the
3: final and wins. Wow. That's not OJ. It's not the juice. It is not the juice. It is Carson Palmer. Oh yeah. boy, tough. Two thousand
1: and three. Wow. Man. Hang on, Jason. Nice work,
3: Jason. Hang on. Uh, you know Mr. I'm not good on the
1: draft. You can always yeah, sneak that's, one I, through me on the. You bed. know
3: we have it. You know the draft. Last draft we had what was the NFL draft was in May. June? Yeah. It's, late April maybe. That's usually the I mean, only time we even really draft effort comes up. Yeah. So I forgot that you not, don't even
1: remember who was picked in the draft number one this past year.
2: It was a honest, defensive lineman, but I, I don't remember For his name. For the Jaguars, right? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he played? played in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, he's, don't he's he's remember decent, I, believe. I guess I believe he'll play tomorrow decent. night.
1: <laughs> don't know his name, though. <laughs> I
3: guess he'll play tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, Very good. Let's go ahead and get to break. Let's see. Chris, most of the fans in the can. We have the NFC preview, correct, right? Yes, yeah, we do. Yeah. We're going to Chris coming up. Here's some traffic. 419! Underdoubt, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Settler, Matt Scraby. Just got through a uh, Chris versus the fan. Was it Jason? With the nice victory. Yes. Backed into a, a, a qualification, but nevertheless, he's in. I don't know if he would like for you to
2: characterize it as a back I mean, end. he backed in. He, he, he lost. got two
3: questions, right? He yeah. did, but he lost the championship game, and... Unfortunately, the forfeit had to happen because <laughs> Chris couldn't get off an, uh, an
2: answer. So <laughs> Chris guessed O.J. Simpson. That's <laughs> the juice. Well, was he loose. was the first
1: overall pick out of USC. At he least was. I was guessing. He just wasn't who the last the category. Right?
0: You did. You did. All right. Uh, we- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
3: Have we done the AFC preview? Chris now has an NFC preview. Let's get
1: to it. All right, let's go. NFC preview for the playoffs. And it all starts with the first game of the postseason. The Seattle Seahawks against San Francisco. Rumbling and stumbling. and uh, By the way, 49ers trying to beat the Seahawks for the third time this year. And a lot of people seem to think that is difficult to do. However, research shows that teams have had a chance to beat another team three times in the same season on 23 occasions. How
3: many times are they?
1: 14. So more often than not, they do win the third meeting.
3: You know, it's tough to beat a team three times. They, they always say, say that every time, they but
1: evidently it really isn't that hard. Uh, 49ers are 35-23 and all-time in the postseason. They've won their last four at home. Seattle, 17-18 and all-time in the postseason. has only won four road games, including at Philadelphia 2019. It's the last time the Seahawks won a playoff road game. These teams have met once before in the postseason – Scraper, do you have any recollection of that game? I don't. Wait, how many times have they met in the postseason? Once. Do you have any ah. recollection
2: of that game? Yes, I know what that game is, but I would have thought they had met in postseason more. Yes, they I have... know what
3: happened in that game.
2: Who's talking about you? Cranston! You want to beat the go
1: beat the pass! L.O.P. It was one of the best tyrants Everett's at I was standing history. there. Was that the Aaron Andrews moment <laughs> <homeless laughs> yes. with Richard Sherman? Yes.
2: Yeah. I was standing there That's watching one of that. one my In almost tears because the 49ers just lost. And then I was so angry at Richard Sherman for that. So 49ers. is that where, is that,
3: Is that there where your Seahawks hatred started.
1: Yeah, it might be. <laughs> it might be. The 49ers deserve to lose that game because they ran the fade pattern. I, yeah, three, three times. Game. I hate the fade. And guess what they did in the Super Bowl, too. Hate the fade. Seattle won the only meeting, as Scraby just alluded to. One other quick note from that game. Brock Purdy is trying to become the first rookie to win a playoff game of any kind since Russell Wilson in 2012. Mm. Uh, Skyler Thompson will also like have that. a chance it's, to do that. It's but. just
3: another thing that the Seahawks will be able to hold over Scraby's head if they can't complete <laughs> this. <laughs> By the
2: way, the 49ers are 6-0 against the division this year. so
3: Matters. Mm-hmm. Playoff time, baby.
1: All right. Uh, again. Chris goes, all right. We, want you, we, want you, we know you're going to tune in Tuesday, but really, no matter what you do, cancel all plans and tune in Tuesday if... The 49ers. I will not be game. here on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, you'll be here. Because I will drive to pick Scraby up and make sure he's on the program. Uh, Giants in Minnesota, they get together Monday in Minneapolis. Both teams were outscored this season. And I uh, bring that up because fifty-three times in the Super Bowl era has a team made the playoffs despite being outscored. Only one of those teams made it as far as the Super Bowl. And that was the 2011 Giants of all teams. Minnesota won the first meeting over New York 27-24 on uh, Greg Joseph's 61-yard field goal. Giants have not won a playoff game since 2011. So they're, uh, they're carrying a bit of a drought with them. The Vikings, unfortunately for Minnesota fans, this stat works every year. Have thirty playoff losses in their history. Mm. That is more than any other franchise. The last time the Vikings played a play or won a playoff game at home, 2017. You may recall that game as the Minneapolis. Miracle. Oh, that was against the Saints. Yeah, mm. it was against the Saints. Man, um, I, that was great. That was a great that was ending.
3: probably Drew's. Best chance to yeah. win another Super or, Bowl. Was it Marshawn Lattimore? He's I don't know rookie? who. Somebody whiffed on the tackle. I know yeah. that. He went for the a, ball. He,
1: yeah. He just got discombobulated. He, that's really what it was. because <laughs> Stefan Diggs was the guy who took it took, in, right? Took it in, yep. yeah. Uh, these teams are meeting for the fourth time in playoff competition. All three of the first, uh, the previous three meetings were all in New York. Giants won two of those three. All right, uh, Dallas and Tampa Bay wrap up the schedule on Monday Night Football. They open the season against each other in Dallas way back when. Tampa Bay won that game 19-3. to It was a game in which Dak Prescott broke his hand, finger? Thumb. Thumb? Yeah. Something. Uh, Tom Brady is 7-0. All time against the Cowboys. Mm. Dallas comes in with 35 playoff victories in its illustrious history. We'll see. Only if three teams have more. New England with 37, Pittsburgh and Green Bay with 36, and none of those teams are in the playoffs this year. However, Dallas has not won a road playoff game since the nineteen ninety-two <laughs> NFC Championship <laughs> game at San Francisco. 30, that was the beginning of the Jerry Jones-Jimmy Johnson run. Wow, that's a long time. 31 hour. years 30. since
3: they've won a road game?
1: Yeah, 30 years it was the 92 season, 93 was the game. Oh, okay. uh, Dallas has lost its last eight playoff games on the road since then. Tampa Bay, meantime, 11-10 and 10 all-time in playoff competition, but they have dropped three of their last four playoff games at home, including that loss to the Rams last year. Dallas and Tampa Bay met back-to-back seasons in the playoffs, 1981-1982. Dallas won both of those games in Dallas by wide margins, well, including 38 nothing in 1981.
3: Tom United. Brady is uh, certainly happy uh, that Michael Parsons is dealing with regular grass, like real grass as opposed Dallas, to the artificial. for some
1: reason, uh, all the stats uh, line up against them on Real grass. I will right?
3: say you do run fast. It does feel like you move faster on artificial We'll, we'll
1: see if that has it a, may not have anything to factor anything. in that game tomorrow. We will have our picks for all of the playoff games coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. It'll be a uh, confidence pick'em. We'll have a six-point game all the way down to the game we feel least good about will be only a one-pointer. That's still to come on the program. All right, there you go with the fun facts on the NFC playoff games. Let's go back to that 49er Seahawks game, shall we? I think we should. I think we should, too. It's just so much fun to go back to where were you on that fateful day in 2013 when Richard Sherman scared the daylights out of Aaron Andrews. <laughs> the day my hatred for richard sherman began <laughs> and then he became a 49er right i know
2: and then now he's not not a 49er so i can now you're back, back to just dis- hate disliking him again. disliking i say uh, dislike
3: Um uh, first of all that was a that was a really good game i do remember that um you got to see at the time two of the best quarterbacks doing it right now it was kaepernick and uh russell wilson and russell oh. wilson. Um, I just remember how how tough it was for both sides, really, because uh, at that time Seattle had they had shut down corners on, on both sides. The they Legion had, of Boom. They had the Legion of Boom, and uh, it was you know it was tough to get anything, but uh, it came down to that last those last couple of plays, those
2: fade routes. The worst playing football. You're telling me. And then let's go, since you're bringing it up again in the Super Bowl, they threw it to the back of the end zone instead of using
1: Colin Kaepernick who well, we, set we the actually playoff rushing record. We actually
3: didn't bring up the Super Bowl. You brought that up twice. We well, we were just talking
2: about the fade route. And, as as guess far as we're concerned, Seahawks.
1: the 49ers were not in the Super Bowl, so yeah. I don't know what The you're fade about.
2: route was Jim Harbaugh's favorite play, and it was the worst play of all time to call. It Did he run ridiculous. it Did he
1: run it at all in the uh, Michigan TCU semifinal? <laughs> I do I, <laughs> I wonder if he... Uh, Drummed it back up, or if that is something that he should uh, just put away forever. Not sure. All right. Uh, postseason gets underway tomorrow with the first game. And uh, to Scraby's uh, everlasting hatred, yeah. 49ers are the first game out.
3: So uh, you got a chance to, again, make 1 sure. you—
1: 30 tomorrow. We get to know. We get to. We, we get, get we'll one know early. It. Well, we get to feel like what it's like to be on the East Coast, where you always have to wait till one o'clock for Sunday yeah. football. But you I'm saying we'll know 1 that is a tomorrow. good point. Chris. We'll, we'll
3: know early, at least in terms of the, when the football game starts, uh, in terms of where Scraby will be at Tuesday. So you'll have Saturday and Monday to kind of get yourself ready for Tuesday's show. Should the Niners lose?
1: Yeah. They're not going to lose. lose. I, mean, yeah, I, I hate agree. to tell you. Uh, Thanks, guys. Thanks. Uh, listen
3: to ninety-seven the fan, and thousands of other stations, plus millions of podcasts for free on the Odyssey app. Let's get to break when we come back. Scraby and his big five, and uh, MLB is uh, raking in the dough, the although count uh, cash. although the seats uh, continue to be empty. We'll explain when we return. Morgan and Chris on the way.
1: Let's get back to you at 4.35 is the time. Chris Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. Joining you here on 97.3 The Fan. Of course, if you miss any part of the show, like our AFC playoff preview or NFC playoff preview, for that matter, you can go back and uh, check it out anytime on the 973 uh, fancom webpage or download the Odyssey app. Uh, we will have our playoff picks, long awaited, coming up in the... 5 o'clock hour. But before we get to all of that, we have a little traffic to think about. It will come during the Big Five. But before traffic, Matt Scraby stars as the host of the Big Five.
0: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward.
1: All right,
2: tune into, oh man, I lost my place, this is embarrassing, (laughs) tune into kickoff with Boomer and Valenti, Friday at 6pm as former NFL MVP Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti discuss the biggest NFL news and preview, most important games of the week right here on 97.3 The Fan. I actually uh, am the one who has to, or I'm the one who's here at 6pm, so I listen to them talk about the NFL, really good stuff. This really stuff, good stuff, huh? Yeah, I like it. I like it. I actually listened to it on the way home last Friday. So that's what's coming up right after our show. Where's your dinger? <laughs> it's right here. Number
1: five.
2: That's my dinger.
1: Oh, where'd my dinger go? Just for Chris. All right,
2: number five. Do, you know, Major League Baseball owners, as of late, have been really, really complaining about how... You know, it's just so hard for them, and (laughs) it's just you know they're not making much money. It's hard for them to put dinner on the food or food on the dinner on the food table. Food on the dinner table. They can't even buy underwear or toilet paper these days. And then this comes out from Forbes. Forbes tweeted that Major League Baseball sets uh, set a new revenue record in 2022, earning over 10.8 billion dollars. Now we've seen some spending this off season. So maybe more owners are starting to spend. But, Chris, I'm going to ask you first. Do you think the owners are actually struggling
1: even though they are setting records? Absolutely don't believe they're struggling. And this is why uh, you're never going to find trust among the players when it comes to dealing with the owners in any collective bargaining agreement. That's number one. Number two, this is why I get so mad. And I mean really mad every time. There's a free agent out there, and the same six or seven teams are the only ones bidding for them. I don't care what the Kansas City Royals or the Oakland A's or the Colorado Rockies want to try to get me to believe. I am sure that they have a ton of money that they could be spending on players to try and improve their teams. They just choose not to.
2: Tony, do you think the owners
1: are struggling?
3: No. I don't no. think the, no. <laughs> I don't think the owners are struggling. And uh, I
2: want to take Peter Seidler out of my because we all know that he spends money. So listen, no,
3: nobody is talking about the owners that are out. You know, putting their best product out there. Just they just aren't. Um, now, granted, listen. I think it's important to mention it. This is these are all their teams. They paid for them. They can do with them as they please. Uh, but Chris is right when these reports out, and you know in today's society, you know, um, perception is as, as important as reality. And when people read 10.8 billion and it's a new revenue record, you know, it's going to be hard to say in a few years that, you know, it's getting a little, we're going to tighten our belts a little bit. <laughs> um, and so yeah, there's there's that there's that piece of it um I really think this conversation is directed at the teams that aren't doing anything to the A's, the Rockies. You know who you know who you, they know who they are. I think they may not know who they are, which is a problem in itself, right? If they don't know that they're the team that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's doing it, but uh, yeah, man, it's I, I
1: don't I don't think the owners are struggling. All right. Owning Brooks. a sports team is a license to print money. It is. We've said. Think that. Think about all the TV revenue you get. My We've said that. Goodness. Yeah. You can't. But it should. It, it
3: should also that. be when you buy a team in a specific city. It should also be part of the responsibility of the owner to to do right by the people who are paying dollars to come see them
1: and pay dollars to put the stadium out there and right maintain all it. that.
2: All of that stuff. All it's nice
3: it's, stuff. It was only until, what, the last, what, 10, 15 years that cities have been like, all right, listen, you guys want to build a stadium, you're going to need to fund it. Yeah, it has. It's, it's been it, a it, recent that thing. That was a recent change. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, I guess now for the owners it's a little different in terms of them getting stadiums and stuff because they are the ones fronting and, and trying or really being forced to front majority of it in some cases. So, you know, we'll see. I think this is this collective bargaining agreement There'll be some good things that come out of it. There'll be some bad things that come out
2: of it. All right. Before we get to number four, traffic is in. Number four. Have we ever done that before?
3: Have we ever done what? Gone to uh, traffic in the middle of the big bus? Here
2: and there. Here and there. there. Whenever we- That felt new to me. It was. Yeah. It hasn't happened in a long time, but I feel like the people needed their traffic, so let's get it done. (laughs) Fair enough. Let's get it done. According to reports, the Pirates, or the Pirates, are looking to trade outfielder Brian Reynolds, but they may be asking for a lot. A rival executive said the Pirates are looking for a return comparable to what the Was- or what the Washington Nationals received for Juan Soto at the 2022 trade deadline. Opposing teams have reportedly balked. Get it? Balked? Or balked <laughs> No, I don't get it. Oh, it's a baseball term. I, I get the baseball term, okay. but how does it fit? It fits because uh, never mind. Opposing teams have balked at the Pirates' asking price for outfielder, and uh, reports say the Pirates reportedly sought a package of four top prospects from the Yankees, in particular, likely including at least two of New York's top three prospects. Tony, is this just a case of aiming high and accepting lower? Maybe. I I, I don't think any
3: team is going to give up what was given up for. Juan Soto.
2: They were saying that was like a Ted Williams <SSS> that, I mean, deal. The,
3: so unless you're saying that Brian Reynolds, Brian Reynolds was, is on the same yeah. level, then it, it's, it is a, a, a one of those cases where you shoot high and hope you land. You shoot what? Shoot for the the moon or shoot for the stars. You land in the moon, yeah. one of those two, right? Uh, but this also speaks to what we just finished talking about. You have Brian Reynolds, and I get it. He's asked for a trade, but he's asked for a trade because he feels like this organization is going nowhere. This is a good player that you could like build around. But instead he's unhappy because he's been there now was I think it's his fourth season. And it hasn't got any better since he's been there. He's it, losing sucks. Yeah. And after a while, you just they can have a, it can have an effect on your personality and, and all that. So Yes, no, he should not. No team is going to give what they gave for Juan Soto, but this also reverts back to the last question and a team that has a good, young, controllable player and
2: is looking to move them. Chris, what do you think about well, them there's asking a couple of for of things. Everything Tony stars. said and the
1: fact that these lousy teams also don't know how to make deals to get good players. You could get some good players for Brian Reynolds. You just can't get the same that the Nationals got for Juan Soto because Brian Reynolds is not Juan Soto. Right. Somebody explain this to the Pirates. If they really have to move Brian Reynolds, which I agree with you, Tony, is annoying in and itself, but find a package that will actually help your team. You, he's good enough to where you could get a couple of players here and there that would make you better. But the Pirates, I mean, they trade away Garrett Cole, don't get anybody. They trade away... Jamison Tyon, they get nobody. They, tra- I mean, Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove, they don't get anything good in return. I, I mean, it's just can't remember. It's just one stupid move after another. And you know, this is why teams like the Pirates, they
3: stick. got uh, a didn't
1: they? Did, okay, oh, they did get Tukapita. Tuka Mar- but, but but
3: but that that is that's a great point that Chris just brought up. When you are analyzing other organizations for what you would want to bring back in return for a guy like Brian Reynolds. You got to hit on those. Like you got to be good on okay, this guy is going to come in, he's going to be able to help us. I, we we feel
2: great about that. Two was for Adam Frazier. Here's the ah. Joe Musgrove deal. Padres it was a three-team deal. Padres get Joe Musgrove, Mets get Joey Lucchesi. Pirates ah, get that's right. Hudson, Head, David Bednar, Omar Cruz, Drake Fellows, and Andy Rodriguez from the Mets. Now,
3: now, now, David Bednar, all star. Yeah, about four all star. Um,
1: yeah, but he's not a he's not a needle mover. No, like, but pro- but at the nice. time
3: at the time to be fair, Joe was not the Joe that he's become here in San Diego. Well, that's their fault.
1: <laughs> maybe maybe not, you know. Maybe so. Still making a crappy
2: deal. Yeah, um, I'm just glad that the Padres ended up with Joe Musgrove for all those people. Whoops. Sorry about that. Number three. We have an anonymous player report, everybody. This one, though, Chris, not so flattering for one quarterback in the Arizona Cardinals. According to one anonymous Cardinals veteran on the team, that huge extension that he had before the year may not have been a great idea. Quote, it was like they created a monster, the player told Bally Sports. According to the report, the 25-year-old Kyler Murray felt less compulsion to study his game plan or to fulfill the expectations of the franchise quarterback position than he had in the past. And for that reason, the Cardinals collapsed in 2022, which they finished 4-13 and just one year after making the playoffs, felt to the player, quote-unquote, predictable. So pretty harsh things being said by that. I wonder, ooh, you know who it is, Chris? You know who it is? It's J.J. Watt. Got to be. J.J. Watt's retiring. J.J. Watt's too classy, though, for this, so I don't know if he would say that. But anyway, Kyler Murray signed a five-year, $230 million deal in the offseason. He tore his ACL and may miss a significant portion of next year. So, Chris, do you think the, the Arizona Cardinals made a mistake?
1: No, uh, not necessarily. I, I, I don't know that that would... I, I didn't expect the question to be that. I expected the question to be, you know, should we believe all this stuff about Kyler Murray? Oh, we've already talked about that. But sure, let's make that the question. Well, the reason I asked that, the reason I bring it up, is because this is now the second time somebody's come out and said something about Kyler Murray. So I start getting a little bit concerned. Patrick
2: Peterson put more his name than on I was
1: it though. After Patrick Peterson said something, this is anonymous, but it's still a second. It's a, a second teammate. strike against you know Kyler Murray. I can certainly see somebody getting a huge contract and not feeling like they have to work as hard. I, I, I don't want to blame Kyler Murray for that. Um you know in and if he doesn't work as hard, then that's on him. It's not on the Cardinals. And also his injury's not on the Cardinals. That's bad luck.
2: All right, uh Tony, what Chris what Chris's question was, are you concerned now with two reports? I I like Chris, you know,
3: once, okay, but again now my antennas start to come up a little bit um, I won't get into whether he's studying game plan or not, but what I do know is this in the history of the NFL uh, if the quarterback is not winning enough games and in his case, he's been injured in back-to-back seasons, that has certainly been a factor in it all but at some point At this position, there's a lot of credit that's given, but there also is a lot of blame to go, and it kind of comes with the territory. So aside from the two players that have spoken on Kyler Murray, one anonymously, one put his name on it, um, there's got to be a little concern. As Chris said, he is 25 years of age. He's got handed a ton of money. We see young players um, in early stages of their life, career, not necessarily handle these situations maybe the way they were, but over time there's some maturity that kicks in and, and takes over. I think that's ultimately what the Cardinals are hoping for. And that's not to say that I believe that he's not studying or any of those things, but there is a certain element of, you know, pointing the finger at yourself and, and trying to get yourself better in order to get your team going where they need to go.
2: They cleaned house, except for the uh, team president, Michael Bidwell. All the Cardinals fans are very angry that he did not step down from his position. They wanted him to give up his job. Yeah, they want him gone. Number two. Major League Baseball is expected to use an automated ball strike system across the AAA class. ABS. ABS or anti-lock brace system. Or ABS. Or abs during uh, the 2023 season, according to Buster, only only notes that half of the AAA teams are going to be played using the electric electronic strike zone, and half. Yeah, and half will be played using a challenge system, or for some people who haven't heard of that, it's a system similar to what is used in professional tennis matches where competitors can request the aid of technology to correct missed calls. So basically, you throw a pitch, it's called a ball, you think it's a strike, you can challenge that, and you have a certain number of challenges. Tony, which version do you want to ultimately win out? Oh, it's the challenge, and it's not, I e- so it's so. not even close.
3: I-, I liken the challenge to what they use in the NBA, right? It's, it's kind of a mixture of tennis... In the NBA, you get one, or you get a certain amount throughout the course of the game. Only the hitter, batter, somebody else that can challenge too. I can't remember who it is. Manager? I don't think it's the manager.
1: Catcher? The guy sitting up in the hitter? Seats? Her, that's,
3: that's right. Hitter, batter, catcher. Okay, can can challenge. I I certainly am not a a fan of the idea of an of an automated complete automated balls and strike system, but I like the idea of Leaning on it when necessary. Uh, and I hope, I pray, that that is the system that wins out. It's just, I, I just feel like there's... Seems
2: like it's much better.
3: It just seems like a better idea than just simply like, what did the computer say? All right, that's what we're going with. Like, I, I just... It brings another element to it, too, I think, with the challenge system. So I, I hope
2: that's the way we end up. I also think tennis is a really cool virtual reality thing where it zooms in on the
1: line and then and it shows, shows the, the shadow of the ball. It's really cool. <laughs>
2: that is true. Uh, Chris, which version do you
1: want to ultimately win out? I want the no uh, I this system coming. at all version, but I'm not going to get is it. Is that a so. system?
3: Is that an option? No. No, it's oh, okay.
1: not. So, you know, we got to live with this. Uh, so... Lesser, you got to
2: live with this.
1: We do. I mean, look. I mean, the guy in the playoffs had a perfect game. Most other umpires are in the nineties, high high nineties. I yeah. mean, come on. I mean, you can't you can't tell me that you can't live off a couple of missed ball and strike calls during the course of a game and still play without too much complaint. But evidently, everybody needs perfection. So. They're gonna hopefully get it.
3: <laughs> I had I had a uh, I posted this on on my story for IG, and I had most baseball people say how much they hated it. Some expletives thrown in there, <laughs> but I did have a lot of the fans were like, "Thank God!" So yeah, you know. yeah,
1: I know. I, I think I'm in the minority. I think more fans yeah. want to see quote perfection. But we still don't get 100% perfection, even with the instant replay system out on the bases and everything else. I mean, there's still, and when there's a mistake there, it's more maddening because you do have it. Right. Anyway, lesser of two evils is the challenge system, so that's the one I will answer, Scraby. Number one.
2: Odell Beckham Jr. was asked to get off a plane late last year. and Get off our show! (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's like, (laughs) get off our show! People did yell at him because now we have the video, the body cam video from the police or the airport security, whoever was the ones dispatched to this to try to get Odell off the plane. Uh, you know, I have uh, said some things about Odell. I've disliked him in the past, especially when he was a ram. Uh, and but I need to defend him here. I don't think that the footage on the body cam shows that he should be kicked off the plane. Uh, and it just it was the airline's fault in my opinion. So Chris, uh, actually, I put the video up on my Twitter at Matt Scraby if you would like to see it. It's about five minutes long, but Chris, what does this footage tell you about the incident?
1: Not too much. I'm not gonna overreact to all of it. I, I didn't need to see it in the first place. I I this was this whole issue was over and done with in my mind about a month and a half ago, to be honest with you. Um somebody getting cranky on an airline, somebody being rude to somebody being cranky on an airline. I actually see that almost every time I get on an airline. I don't think you see this though. Yeah. They targeted him, I believe. Well, potentially so. I mean, you know, it's hard to it's hard to know exactly what everybody's thinking right yeah so I mean I'm not going to go that far but you know you are a celebrity there is a bullseye on you sometimes especially if you're Odell Beckham and you're controversial to begin with this didn't change my opinion of anything honestly interesting sorry
2: All right, Uh, Tony yeah we don't have enough time for you to answer so we're going to get Tony's answer on the video of Odell Beckham Jr. on the other side fair enough all right, I like that. got a little contentious in here for a second. Did it? No, I don't know. I'm just trying to stir up drama that's not there. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. When we get back, we will talk about Odell Beckham Jr. Tony will. We'll also do the NFL Pick'em Playoff Edition at five twenty. So everybody, stick around. Ninety the fan. Ooh, he says? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
0: Whether you love true crime or comedy